And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, welcome to the latest edition of Hear That Podcast, Growlin, Paul Inner Jr. and Jay Morrison normally are with you, but it's just me today. It's just Paul. Jay is on his much-deserved vacation. Uh, no word on if he's spending it at Arby's headquarters getting ceremonial tours is one of their finest customers, but it's just me. It's just me, but it's been a busy day. Um, so we've got a lot to get to. Uh, I say I can't, I can't just talk by myself for an hour. So, uh, I had to bring in a guest. Uh, so today I'm excited. My special guest is going to be, uh, an interview with Sam Hubbard. So I kind of wanted to try to catch up with somebody who was, at the centerpiece of a lot of key things this offseason, as the veterans returned on the beginning of OTAs on Tuesday, that include the decision to come back uh, and actually be part of OTAs, which had 100% participation on Tuesday, which is a big deal. Uh, in the, He was at the precinct for the precinct dinner. The great Riley Reef, uh, Joe Burrow, Defensive free agents recruiting situation where everyone ate, drank, and was merry, and the future was plotted. Uh, Sam, uh, you know, he's he's part of the new core leadership of this team, and you know, he's a really interesting guy. I I I, I know I, I kept the uh, Moeller High School stuff to a minimum. No no need to talk about how strong his high school is, um, but. Excited to bring that interview to you. We'll have that coming here momentarily. First, I just want to run through uh, a little bit of what happened on the first day of OTAs, a busy first day of OTAs, and, and bring you a few other people that we heard from today. Uh, mo- most notably, uh, number nine showed, he showed in a big way, at least as far as much as you can on the first OTA uh, practice with your knee and a knee brace. You know, there was kind of this thought of wondering, what, what is he going to do? You know, they have been in talks, everybody from PTs to the coaches up to the top front offices and surgeons and Joe and his camp, everybody in these, what, what, what can you do? What should we do? What can you safely do with Joe Burrow during this time? And they came to the terms of what we ended up seeing on Tuesday. But I think, you know, from my perspective, from a media perspective, we didn't know what that was going to look like. I think we all kind of showed up on Tuesday wondering what exactly are we going to see? What will he do? Well, it looked really normal, but if it weren't for the knee brace uh, and sitting out a few different types of drills, you you would never have really even known, honestly. Um, Burrow came walking up the hill, helmet in hand, jersey on, Went to the exercise bike to get warmed up, took a few throws, individual drills. He's out there throwing to his receivers. 
And all of a sudden they're out there and, you know, there's, they're in a huddle and he's leading the huddle. Now, no defense, all on air. Um, everything very, very cautious. Nobody allowed within 10 feet. Um, but it was very normal. He's getting his work in with his receivers. It was a big deal. You know, a big step. Now, Burrow said he's been doing this first since April. So that's positive. Um, and so this was not necessarily anything new other than the people he's throwing to are not equipment managers. The people he's talking with are not staff. That's his teammates. That's the people he's trying to lead. That is the receivers he's trying to develop chemistry with. And so the expectation is that what happened Tuesday, all this that I just described, is what's going to happen over the course of the next actually 10 sessions they're allowed to have or that they kind of negotiated into, um, plus a couple mandatory minicamp days, uh, to keep him involved, keep everybody involved. Um, I want to bring in a couple of pieces here of this that we heard. So after the practice ended, I thought one really cool thing happened. Practice ends. Joe Burrow brings him up. He goes in the middle and breaks everybody down um, like old times. And everybody goes to leave. Most people leave. No, he's still there. Well, I'm not leaving until I, I said to myself, I'm not leaving until Burrow leaves. I, I stay till nine leaves. All of a sudden, he comes back and looks like he's going to do some more work. I'm like, oh, how about that? I wonder what he's going to do. Here comes one with him, Jamar Chase. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase getting some extra throws in after practice. Burrow kind of talked about, yeah, we were a little rusty at first, a little overthrow, drop, whatever. Um, wanted to make sure we got it right, and all of a sudden, they were kind of back in, back in step together. Nobody's saying that those like five, ten throws are going to be the difference between this team winning and losing games, but... That's a cool thing to see. That's what you that's what you want to see. That's what you hope you're going to see from your number 5 overall pick and last year's number 1 overall pick. Um so I want to I, I want to talk about this. Uh it was about the I think today was about the importance of Joe Burrow being involved. So here's Joe Burrow kind of talking about that in, in 100% attendance again. I mean there's a lot of teams out there that all a lot of them issued statements earlier on. Coaches and leadership all around the league were having to negotiate. How, what can we do? How can we make this right? How can we get everybody in here? And the, the main thing was everybody realized, you know, and I heard this, whether it was people on Zooms or whether people just talking to me off the record, whatever. One theme came through. They all realized we have work to do. We need to put in the work. They don't have the luxury like other teams. They they have to be focused and they have to put in the work. And so the expectation was everybody would show up today, and everybody did. Everybody did, 100%. There were three people working out on the side. DJ Reader, Rennell Wren, and Trey Hopkins all kind of working their way back from injury. No reason to push them. Everybody else out there doing it, even Joe Burrow. And that means a lot, and everybody felt number nine's presence. Here's Joe Burrow on the importance of him being involved in OTAs. Could you sense that your teammates were really excited that you were an active participant at the first OTA practice? I don't know, I didn't get any sense for it, but I sure hope they were. You know, I was excited, I was excited to be an active participant myself and, and be around everybody, so I hope they were. 
Joe, sorry if you got asked this a little earlier, but uh, did you feel like it, it's, it was important for you kind of as you grow into being a leader to be involved in this OTA in some capacity? Yeah, I think that that's fair to say. I didn't want to just not show up and do my own thing. Um, you know, I'm at the point where I, I can, even if I wasn't able to do everything, if my knee was less than what it is now, I would still want to be here and be around everybody and, and communicate and, and call plays in the huddle. Um, Cause we have a lot of new faces on this team that, that need to see me there and, and see me working. So it was really important for me to be here. What was your reaction to the full, to the full house? What was your you know reaction? To, I think everybody being here. Um, the, as far as every, all the players. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, attendance, what was your reaction to the attendance? Yeah. I mean, that's what we decided to do, to do as a team. And I think that shows the, the rapport that everybody has with each other. We, we decided as a team that we were going to come and, and put the work in. And so everyone showed up. Now that's great. I think that, that bodes well for the season. I, I thought this was a big deal. You know, I, I thought I, I try I really do. Uh, I, man, you know me. I go Paul Downer Jr. hat in the off season if I can. Cause I try not to go too much into the easy here. It's so easy to dive into the optimism this time of year. And you should. May is the, it's a time for optimism. You know, the flowers are blooming. The weather's getting better. We're thinking about our summer vacations. We're trying not to focus on cicadas, all that stuff. You know, and and the football feels good. The team looks good, right? Everybody's excited. I try not to go into that too much because it's too easy to. Everybody can do it. But today was a good day for the Bengals. It really was. Today was a good day for the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, the, this team... Having everybody on board, having Burrow there, the new leadership, all sort of apparent and felt, it, it did. You know, Burrow kind of said, we, we have the right people in place. We just got to go get the wins. It, it felt like that. It finally felt like that new, fresh beginning, I think, that this team has been trying to implement since Zach Taylor got here. And, and the new that new group is is there. Uh, you know, what it all means in the long run, I don't know. But you, the thing that, that they talked about so much, they want guys that work. They want guys that want to put in the work, guys that care about the work, about being there, about doing the right thing, about co- competition. That looks like today. I'm not saying other teams aren't doing that. I'm not saying that's even going to mean anything come camp. But that's what it looks like. 100% attendance, Joe Burrow out there caring, talking about how important it is that he's out there and hoping that people felt his presence, how much it matters. Extra work with Jamar Chase. Veterans talking about the import, it was too important for them to be there when it had been very easy. They'd have every reason in the world, and a lot of people around the league calling them up, telling them not to show up. Yeah, that's that's what it looks like when you have a team that loves to work. And the right people in place to lead that. That's a good day. Beyond just number nine. All right, let's take a second and switch gears here and hear from a sponsor. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I know I can't stay away from number nine for too long, so let's talk more about that. So next hurdle for him um, is going to be about off-platform, rolling out. There's none of that. I mean, this was snap, throw, things like that. Um, no no rollouts, um, you know, no scrambling, anything like that. It was all just snapping, throwing, getting in mostly short passes, which is what they were doing. I, I assume that they're not afraid to open it up a little bit more with him down the field. But, you know, it's all just the basic stuff, just getting timing down with receivers, people hearing his cadence, um, everybody getting comfortable with him and what they're doing and checks and all that stuff. Stuff that you could try to do on Zoom, but, man, this is just so much different. Com- building camaraderie, BSing on the side, you know, hanging in the locker room, going out to dinner here and there. Like Jesse Bates talked about going out to dinner with the DBs and and how important that felt and and just getting everybody – to understand what they're building. It's kind of got made fun of a little bit. Zach Taylor said, oh, we're a team on a mission. Feels like a team on a mission. Yeah, I know. I get people are got a lot of jokes for that. They're out there to be had. But I think there was a feeling of purpose is what he's getting at. And I, I'll buy into that. There was a feeling of purpose out there. Next purpose for Joe Burrow, though, is is what comes next. So here's, here's Joe Burrow talking a little bit about what's next for him and <laughs> – could that include the preseason? Joe, I know you said at one point you didn't want to play or bother with the preseason. Has that changed as you felt better, or is that still the way you feel that preseason isn't really something you have a whole lot of interest in? I definitely wouldn't say I didn't want to. I definitely want want to play. I just don't know if it's the best thing for my knee. Maybe hopefully I can get, you know, a couple series in there to shake the rust off before game one. We'll see. Talk that over with the coaching staff and ownership and and our physical therapist and our trainers. So that will be a discussion at a later date. Uh, I thought it was kind of funny, you know, the, the idea of, well, you know, I mean, I'm not against the preseason. Everybody knows. I mean, it, look, it's about it's about the Vikings. It's about week one, and, and it's on track and all is looking good. He said his knee is 80 to 85%, and, and everything 
certainly seems that way. Wants to be full go by training camp. I mean, these are all great signs. This was an has been an incredible recovery for him to be at this point, and you know, everybody's feeling great. Um, preseason is a long way down the road. They're just trying to just figure out execute the plan right now. Uh, they'll worry about August later. And I don't, I don't think <laughs> Zach asked about preseason later. Wasn't really quite on board. I think that's just decisions that are for way down the line. Really not necessary because it's all about caution right now. And I thought that was kind of the thing. And I, so I, you know, Burrow and and Zach Taylor and everybody having these conversations about what this OTA should look like. You know, I was curious, like what what the, what those conversations were like and what was important. And, and I thought Zach gave a, a really interesting answer uh, when I asked him that. So here's Zach Taylor talking about, um, you know, caution and and figuring out where what this should look like as they try to ease burrow back into this what was your discussions like with joe about where to start with him in this and and from his perspective what seemed to be most important to him and that you guys agreed on in that respect i'd say number one we're not going to push the envelope here you know it's these are things that he did today that he's been doing nick cosgray you know the last weeks months whatever it's been um he's been throwing to to you know, uh, different trainers and things like that. And so, so all we were doing is put him out there and doing the same things he's been doing just to our receivers. And as you saw, there was never no one even near him. We were going to be overly cautious. Um, we're not, okay, he did that today. Let's push the envelope tomorrow and say, no, it's not that way at all. It's, it's just involving him with the team, uh, letting him get back out there, you know, be a part of a lot of the communication stuff. You know, even if he's, he's in a huddle and breaking huddle, just the communication of calling the play and looking guys in the eye. There are new guys up front and making protection calls and things like that, even if he's not actually taking a stat, uh, that stuff is is just as important as a lot of other things in this offseason. So uh, those are the things that we wanted him to be a part of. And and again, if he's if he's already dropping back and throwing routes, we'll let him go out there and do that with our guys as well. Right, so there's, uh, there's Zach Taylor talking about, you know, look, all caution. I mean, they were – even the running backs – if Joe Mixon was running a route, he was not doing it from the backfield. That needed to be motioned out wide because nobody is running anything near Joe Burrow and his legs. He sort of joked. Somebody said, "Somebody asked who, who's in charge of watching his feet." He said, Me and Mike Brown, because <laughs> we are focused on nobody getting near that guy. Don't touch the merchandise, right? Old Jay Gruden. But yeah, I mean, it was look. Um, Burrow Burrow certainly looked good. And uh, there's a lot of hope and optimism uh, surrounding that and saying all the right things, doing all the right things. Um, and so a good day, a good day for the Cincinnati Bengals to kind of recap what's going to, so we will have next Tuesday as well, another OTA, then another OTA the Tuesday after that. And then a couple of days of mandatory mini camp the week after that for uh, that's June 15th through the 17th. And then it's a full wrap until they come back July 27th, which the league announcing today, sending memos to clubs that they will be allowing full fans in attendance for camp. As we know, everyone's anticipating full 100% fans for the season. We're back, baby. We are back. It's so nice. Um, so let's let's get to, I'm going to I'm going to end this here we'll 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 bring in the conversation with Sam Hubbard. Sam really good on a wide range of topics and I think uh some that are fun, some of that are lighter and some that are really relevant to where this team is right now. Uh so here is uh 
my conversation with Sam Hubbard. All right, now the, the latest turn here on the podcast ground. I'm going to welcome in the uh, Bengals defensive end, pride of Cincinnati, strong, strong man of Moeller, where all the great minds come from, uh, Sam Hubbard. Sam, what's up, man? Not much. How are you doing? Thanks I, for having me on. Yeah, man. Thanks for thanks for joining us. I I I have I wanted to start here with you because uh, you know you have your good friends uh, Patrick Coyne and I know you and Drew and and Joe are over there at at uh, Black Sheep training over there. What is it like to watch a slow mo hype video of yourself working out? <laughs> that was uh yeah pat orchestrated that it was kind of like our last day in there before otas and uh actually the guy in there his name's ahmad and he's really talented and uh it's a weird it's weird it's uh you know it's not gonna lie it's pretty cool but uh you know i'm trying not to do it too often but um work in silence and stuff like that but video turned out pretty well What's the protocol on that with your buddies? Do you send it to them, or you just wait for them to send it to you and give you a hard time about it? Yeah, no, Trey, Trey Henderson gave me a hard time about it today. I was like, I didn't, I'm not organizing it. I just threw it up on my story. Yeah. Um, he's like, I'm going to have to mute you if I see it again. I'm like, I understand. <laughs> look, when you, look, when you work hard for it, there's nothing wrong with, uh, with showing it off a little bit, you know, just a little bit, yeah. just a little bit. Uh, I was, I think that's turned into, a, it's a little different than last year when you guys were hanging out in Drew's garage, like trying not to wake the kids. It's a, a, a nice new facility over there. Yeah, we've come a long way from that, those times. That was, uh, that was tough waking up Drew's baby at, 7 a.m. dropping deadlifts on the garage floor. That was, uh, we did that for about five months and I never want to do it again. I love Drew to death, but we almost killed each other, me, Pat, and Drew being in a garage working out that long. <laughs> uh, the big, the big thought today, uh, obviously was, hey, everybody's back, but obviously Joe, uh, being out there, you've been, I mean, you've been with him working out side by side a lot. What has it been like for you watching him grind through this process and then to get his moment being out there, helmet, you know, uh, jersey throwing all that stuff today? Yeah, I didn't even know he was going to be out there like that today, but you know, I just, you know, what a terrible, painful injury that he's just quietly grinded and every day shows up and just works his ass off, um, you know, consistently, you know, doesn't say anything, but you just see him in there every day. I mean, it's got to be pain. I've never had a knee injury, a devastating injury like that, but just the progress he's made, you know, just squatting the bar and now throwing up a bunch of weight. It's been amazing, and having him out there today was just awesome. It seemed like he was kind of what he talked about was that he knew the importance of his importance of his presence out there. Did you feel like you know you guys even on the defensive side of the ball all the way out there on the other field like could kind of feel that and and what that kind of meant to everybody just to see him out there doing that? Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, he's uh, the unquestioned leader of our team, and when we're not with him, it's something's missing for sure and uh, the fact that he wanted to be out there with us I mean he broke down the huddle at the end of practice and uh, you know it's just just gives everyone such a great uh, feeling and confidence to have him you know at the helm of our team and uh, it's awesome I've, I've known you know 
he's been like this since college and uh to have him in the leadership position that he's earned uh, i wouldn't want anyone else there yeah i mean it's funny you mentioned leadership i wanted to ask you about this it's kind of an interesting thing where anybody that's been in any job anywhere knows like you show up you're new you're trying to get your feel for it and there's a lot of people that have been there longer than you uh that kind of are the ones that decide how things go well now like that's you. <laughs> there used to be a lot of guys that had been here longer than you in your room outside of, I guess, Josh Tupo, who didn't participate last year. You're the only one that's been there longer than a year. Uh, is, do, do, does that, does that feel different for you from a leadership perspective when you're out there now, you and even, and even Joe? Yeah. I mean, this is something that I talked about with Jesse Bates. Um, just really, it's, it's our team. It's our time now, and we are, you know, embracing it because you know this is what we wanted. We wanted to, you know, win games, do things the right way, and now there's no example to follow but ours because we are the old guys now. So it's on us to do everything right and get everyone else to do the things the way we want them to be done, the way we've been trying to get them done for years. So uh, we're embracing it, and it's uh, it's going really well so far because we got so many good dudes added on young guys and new signings that are that are jumping on board quick. Yeah, okay, for somebody who's been covering this team for over a decade, you got you and Jesse talking to you about yourself as the old guys is really making me feel pain in my own body. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm still twenty five. I mean, you know, usually veterans are when I hear veteran I think of, you know, Michael Johnson, thirty years old, you know, grown man, like um, you know, somebody that's been, been through it all and seen it all, you know, this is my fourth year, but, you know, I've been through a lot too, a lot of, a lot of adversity, so is Jesse, and uh, we got a lot that we can teach the young guys and guys coming in. Yeah, I mean, what what was kind of like those conversations like uh, during, you know, as you guys came to, I mean, everybody shows up today, which is awesome considering, you know, what the state of the league was and questions about what that would look like. With you and Jesse, I know we're kind of amongst that leadership group in the middle. What were those conversations like in, when you had everybody on the Zoom of being like, hey, we, we you know, we got to do this and coming to that resolution that you guys would all show up today. I mean, that had to have been really encouraging for somebody trying to set the standard to see all that unfold. Yeah, it was a crazy process, especially in the beginning when all those teams were releasing statements. We didn't have any information. Uh, we kind of were just uh, on FaceTime, on player-only Zooms, trying to navigate, trying to get people's perspectives. We didn't have any testing answers. We didn't have any vaccine answers. Um, but we all came to the conclusion that we needed and wanted to get together at some point and uh, – yeah, I didn't even know. I wasn't even paying attention. I didn't know everyone reported, but I, that's what I was anticipating. I didn't expect anything else. There was nobody pushing back or saying they weren't doing it. Everyone was just on board and wanted to get in the building, meet each other, and get some chemistry going. So uh, that's kind of just the, the decision the leadership of the team made, and everyone went with it. And, uh, yeah, it's, that's a great start. You're right. Yeah, well, uh the one thing I wanted to ask you about that was my, one of my favorite things of this offseason was the precinct dinner of everyone trying to sell Riley Reef with the precinct. <laughs> you were there. You were a man in the room. First of all, what did you uh, what did you order, and what was it like to kind of be part of that like an old school recruiting visit or something like that with Ru- at Ruby's? Yeah, no, it was uh, it was really just uh, they do the free agent dinners. Um, 
we got a lot of new signings. Mike Hill and Trey were all in town. Um, I don't even remember who hit me up, but I got invited to the dinner. I said, yeah, I wanted to go meet those guys. And uh, I was over at Joe's house, and I, I guess Zach heard that and seated me at the table with Pollock and Joe and uh, Callahan and Taylor. And uh, we just had dinner, and it was a great Great conversation, great meal, and he was on board after that, so turned out pretty well. Riley's a great dude. Not that you would ever turn down a precinct invite under almost any <laughs> circumstances, but to get the invite to that one, that's got to feel like, man, all right, this is the place for me. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was definitely an honor, and I wanted to be honest and uh, tell Riley what we're trying to do, what, what's gone on in the past, and... Uh, you know, he's immediately jumped on board and wanted to build something that saw him out there today. It was just great to have that veteran presence. Are you a State Collinsworth guy? Is that, or do you? No, you, no. I'm a AJ Green, just simple New York strip, medium rare. That's oh. my go-to. Oh, okay. I probably, eat, I probably eat rubies too, too often. See, Sam, here's the thing. How hard do you want to start lobbying to get your own order named after you on there? That's like no, I you know that I was on the I was on the menu for for the precinct for I had a piece of wagyu called the Hubbard and I got taken off when COVID happened. I I never got a clear reason. I think I think they took like the steak I put me off at the same time and put the burr on, which I understand, so I'm uh-huh. not too upset about it. Joe has replaced you on the precinct. This is this will not be tolerated. We need to get Ruby on the horn right now and get the Hubbard back up. I mean, you can't. They, 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 the precinct did give me a bunch of cut up, or copies of the menu uh, with me on it, so I got the souvenir. That's all. That's all I'm worried about. I'm good. All right, it's it's proof, but man, you you got to be able to go. So when you take your buddies, you mean I I've never I know what it's like to show up somewhere and something's named after you on a menu. We need to get you back on there. That's important. Uh, yeah. Here here's a, here's a question for you. We do these uh, we do these thing called run pass or boot on here. You kind of rank one, two, and three in your order. Who which former teammate of yours would you most trust with a key to your house, Gino? Carl Lawson or Carlos Dunlap? What would you rank those one, two, and three? <laughs> That's tough. I would say Carl. Me and Carl are really close. We still talk on the on the regular. Uh, we we're born actually. Fun fact: Me and Carl Lawson were born on the exact same day. We're the exact same age, and we always like we approach the game the same way. Like we watch like the movie Three Hundred before games and stuff like that, and send <laughs> each other clips of like Troy. We always uh, we're just like. Uh, brothers removed. We always joke about that. Uh, that's that's exact same day. That's I mean, that's just I mean, how, what was that like watching him go through it? I know he ended up very happy. He's thrilled to be in New York. What, what's that like to watch somebody you're so tight with kind of experience the business and the craziness that the NFL can be this off season? I was just really happy for him because I had no idea what was going on. It's a crazy three days, free agency. You don't want to hit him up because he's dealing with so much. But uh, when you see the breaking news and the big numbers he's getting and the uh, situation he's going to, it's even though I wanted him to come back really bad, um, I'm just happy that he's you know taking care of his family and in a great position. All right, let's just take a quick break. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You mentioned Michael Johnson earlier. I know how big of an influence he was on you. Do you still talk to, to Mike? No, I need to reach out to him. Soon. I, I talked to him uh, last year during the season a few times on the phone with Gino. Um, I reach out to him soon, actually. Thanks for reminding me. I mean, he's... He, he, I, I know when you were starting as a rookie, he had a lot of advice for you. Is there anything that's kind of stuck with you through the years that, that he kind of told you? Uh, I mean, pretty much everything. Really, just how he treated me as a rookie is how I model myself to try and treat these rookies. We had five, four rookie DNs in there today. And, uh, you know, if I can treat them like Mike MJ treated me, then, uh, you know, I'll. I'll help them and they'll, you know, get the benefit and advantage that he gave me. And I really credit him a lot for the success I'm having right now. Um, just day-to-day knowledge. Like, you know, you're a rookie. You have no idea about anything. So it's, it's a million things I could come up with. But, yeah. I mean, what, what is what is that mean? I mean, to treat people the way that you that he treated you is it about respect? Is it about being hard on them sometimes? Is it what what is what is that? What does that mean to you? I think it's about forming a relationship where you know that you're a resource and you know a teammate at the same time. That there's going to be situations that come up throughout your rookie year. Um, that you have no idea how to handle or what to do and you have no one to ask and when you got an older guy that's been through it and you got a relationship where you trust them and you can ask him honestly and get the real right advice uh, that's just invaluable so that's what I try to do just like he did it's, I know this is going to be uh, across the line from you but there's kind of an interesting connection with you know, Jackson Carmen comes in he's a high profile pick He's a local kid. Uh, what do you? If you had any advice to reach out to somebody about being the local guy, who's a big part in a high-profile pick on the local team, what would you? What, what do you say to Jackson? And have you have you talked to him at all since he got drafted? Uh, I met him today. I'm gonna go talk to him more. Um, we're in different groups all all morning, so I didn't get a good. But I definitely uh, can't wait to talk to him. And, um, you know, there's there's a lot of give and take that comes with playing for your hometown. Uh, I think just as a rookie, I mean, I lived next to the stadium my rookie year and kind of uh, acted like I was in a new city, you know. Mm-hmm. No friends, family hitting you up. Uh, you kind of just got to lock in and put every distraction that you would have to the side until you, you know get comfortable, get a routine, establish yourself. Don't be worried about tickets. Uh, like they'll run you dry. Uh, just little things like that. If you, if I did tickets my rookie year for everyone that, uh, that needed one, I would not have a game check. So, um, thankfully they all did season tickets and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a great opportunity and I'm really happy that, he gets to experience what I've experienced because Cincinnati definitely has your back if you're from there. 
Have there been parts of being the hometown kid that maybe you haven't liked as much, or not necessarily haven't liked, but felt like maybe you missed on certain, missed out on certain experiences that you would have gotten in the NFL if you would have gone to anywhere else? I mean, you know, people always want to go graduate college, live in a different city, um, get some life experience. But you know, there's the off season for that. I live down in Florida in the winter months usually. Uh, I think that. You know, it's kind of similar. You know, you play for your college team. You have a lot of pride because you play for your school. And I think I have a unique opportunity because I'm not just playing for a random city or, you know, team I got picked to. I got a lot of pride and really care about the success of this team in this city. And I know what it means to people. So I've got, no, I wouldn't even say more pressure. It's just, you know, I just wanted that much more. So, um, it just it just constantly motivates me. And plus, you know, you can do like everybody else in Cincinnati, and in the winter months, you can just go head out to Florida, and we'll get your workouts in and hang out down there. It's the most Cincinnati thing ever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 Fort Lauderdale in January, February, April. Um, it's pretty pretty nice. I can't complain. It's not. Uh, yeah, it's not too bad. Is that is that always is is that going to be your routine? Going? Do you like going down there? And is it kind of help for you to, to get away, even though you're, uh, you know, you're still kind of doing workouts, I guess, or whatever? But is it kind of help for you to kind of refresh down there? Yeah, I mean, my rookie year, I stayed here all year, and then uh, that second year just felt, you know, so long because uh, I just when you get away right after the season, you get mental. It's more mental than anything. You just get time to hit reset and uh, reevaluate what you went through, how you can improve, rather than just sitting here and, um, you know, never really getting the, everything just blends together. So hitting that reset, getting some time away is huge. That's one thing Carlos taught me because he always goes down to Miami. And, and did he get you out? Did you get out on his boat? Like, he, you got to get out on that boat, right? Uh, I didn't go on the boat uh, two years ago before COVID and all that. I uh, went to his restaurant, Honey Uninhibited, yeah. and it was delicious. Um, I actually stay further north up in Fort Lauderdale. He's down in Miami. But, uh, yeah, let's go, go check out his restaurant if you're down there. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I mean, you know, so we just need to get you to get your own boat. Is that going to be the next site? you got to get your own boat next. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> that's that's the, that's the goal one day, right? Yeah. Are, have you kind of have you gotten into some of the like you know getting out fishing or or you know any the, the deep sea stuff that they have down there, or have you kind of been more of a land guy? No, I'm a, yeah, I've been out a few times. Actually, a couple guys I train with um, play for different teams in the league. We all got a charter out there a couple times. They caught some fresh tuna, made fresh sashimi sashimi that night. Uh, can't beat it. That's awesome. Uh, you were at the last. The lastly, you you were at the uh, the uniform reveal. You were part of the. Uh, so talk about being a select group. Uh, another cool experience for you this off season. What what? Take me through kind of uh, what that experience was like. Walking in and seeing uh, Ocho there smoking the cigar and waiting on you. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was an amazing thing that the you know little Elizabeth Blackburn and the family did. It was. Uh, a real, really awesome production. Um, so we just showed up. It was, it was all those guys in the pictures: T, DJ, Joe, um, 
and all of us, we just show up to this warehouse and have no idea what's going on. And then we get on this like freight elevator, go up to the top floor of this building, and uh, you know we go behind these curtains and we come out. And, like, all the equipment dudes are in there. There's mannequins of all the combinations. And then Chad Johnson's sitting on the throne smoking a cigar. <laughs> and we're like, what is going on? And, uh, no, it was, a, it was a really fun day. And then we took a bunch of pictures. And, uh, you know, the uniforms are awesome. I'm really excited about them. So what's your, I mean, what's your favorite uniform combo? Do you have one that you, you like the most? I think the all-black looks crazy. That's my favorite. And then, uh. We got some new, I think we got an all orange or orange short pants. I don't know. There's, there's like 20 different combinations. They all look really good though. Yeah. Uh, are you still, are you still working with uh, free store with food bank? I know that was like a huge success for you that turned into a, such a big deal. What, what happened with that last time? And are you still doing stuff with them? Yeah, I actually got a lot, uh, off the field going on this year. Um, my foundation, San Barbara foundations established, um, the website's actually going live in two weeks and uh, got a partnership with a clothing company, Homage, that uh, will be announced in a few weeks. That'll be really cool. That's going to be benefiting Free Store. And then uh, a few other events. I got my kids' camp in July. Uh, all this stuff's going to be announced here in the next few weeks, but a lot of cool stuff in the works that's uh, you know benefiting Cincinnati off the field. I'm really excited about that's awesome. Is the kids' camp going to be back at Moeller again? Or are you going to a different site? Or yeah, it's uh, it's at Moeller, July. Uh, actually, I don't think we set a date, but it'll be July nineteenth ish. Free for kids. We got a bunch of different programs busing kids in, and there'll be on my Instagram and Twitter a big announcement with the links to sign up. So uh, I'll be getting that out there in the next week or two. Love it. Well. Uh, you know, as, as somebody who's, who's watched you uh, kind of represent Moeller uh, for another alum like me, it's cool to see how, how, how much you've done on and off the field and have fun here. Uh, we, we need to get you – when are you eligible for Moeller's Hall of Fame? You should be unanimous first team in. Have they told you when, when uh, you're going to be eligible? I don't even know the rules on that. I don't know the rules either. I think I, I heard something that was like five or ten years – and then, like, right before I got eligible, they, like, bumped it to 20 or something. Um, <laughs> so I, I think I'm disrespected all, uh, all over the place, Sam. Like the movie's menu and the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I, I have no idea. They're, they're letting me host my camp there, so I'm, I'm grateful for that. And uh, uh, hopefully that day I'll... Um, beyond the walls and more you, you, you will it's uh there's a lot of as you know there's a, there's, there's a few fairly famous faces on that wall yeah no doubt <laughs> Ken Griffey. it's not bad it's not a bad line sam hey i appreciate your time man good to see everybody back out on the field and uh doing their thing and uh, glad you had a, a good off season and everything stay healthy and uh, appreciate you joining us yeah no problem thanks for having me on all right, much thanks to Sam Hubbard for taking some time to uh, to catch up. It was uh, fun talking with him. I try, tried to keep the molar stuff down, keep it to a minimum. I know, I know, I'm predictable in this way, but um, I really do appreciate you taking the time. We got it. Can we get Ruby on the horn? Can we? Can we? Can we get the Hubbard steak back? How are we going to take Hubbard off the menu? We got it. Let's have some conversations. All right. I'm just saying. Get the man steak, but you can't take him off the menu. All right. 
Uh, thanks to Sam for joining. Next week we'll be back in full force. Jay and I next week um, as we look back on day number two uh, of open media availability. The two more practices this week, and then they'll be back to open it back up to us to watch again uh, on Tuesday. And we'll have some more Zooms to talk about and all that type of stuff. So plenty more to come. I uh, hope you all keep listening to us here, and I uh, hope everybody had a good one, and we'll talk to you later. Bye.